Hi folks, I hope you are all doing well and welcome back to the Fashion Founder podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by the lovely Carly Arbor, who is a holistic health coach and the founder of Lenny London, which is a luxury, sustainable activewear brand. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on. There's so much that I want to ask you and chat to you about, but I thought let's sort of rewind back and I guess start from the beginning, your journey into the business space. How did things sort of start off? Yes, so firstly, thank you so much for having me on your podcast and your platform. I started in the wellness space many, many moons ago when I kind of started on my own health journey and really embarked on my own um, wellness journey journey and healing journey after um, a pivotal moment of my life. And within that, I started going to the gym more and really started to take care of myself and look after myself. And I spent a lot of the time in the gym and fitness became a huge thing for me. And it was really my space where I just, it was my, let's call it just like a safe space for me at the time. And I've always had such a passion for luxury fashion and the two just kind of somehow came into my head around why not build a brand around exactly what I do so an extension of myself and so at the time I had a full-time job and I've always been entrepreneurial and um, before this I was always doing bits on the side and um, I always saw myself as this female founder entrepreneur and I just never knew really how it was going to come about and I didn't really know much about business to be honest um I don't have a degree in fashion didn't go to university so I was kind of just going by an inner passion and something that I just felt that I could really do something great with it and so I on the side of my full-time job in investment banking I spent every other moment of the day evenings weekends during lunch breaks just trying to create this brand Lenny London and really build something that I found so much safety in and I just wanted it to be this extension of who I was what I was going through and kind of what had saved me in a way and really helped me to grow as a person and the way that I kind of felt that that helped me could help other women and so I created Lenny London as this fashion brand um so luxury activewear but also to do wellness events as well so to bring the community aspect and women together and really just support each other because I, I just love women coming together and um I'm just such a women empowering other women um like that's just my thing I think it's amazing and I think being around other women really inspires me and so even when I was in the gym or you know going to different holistic classes just being around women who were on the same journey as me I felt there was something so special in that so I just wanted to make this like brand out of all of the things that I had learned all of the like the whole journey that I'd been on and kind of build it into this brand and put it out into the world so that's kind of how Lenny London started um back when it did start right at the very beginning um so in 2017 
it wasn't called Lenny London, it was called Florence Farrell. Um, I actually went through a court case with Robbie Williams, um, the what? Robbie Williams. <laughs> the Robbie Williams. The Robbie Williams. He took me to court over um, the name. So it, yeah, it started off as Florence Farrell. And what's actually really special about it um, is the fact that as I've grown and evolved, the brand has grown and evolved as well. So I love what Lenny London uh, entails now. I love everything that it stands for, but really back when it was Florence Farrell, it's something completely different. It was all around, um, you know, high impact workouts and being in the gym 24 seven. And like, that's how I built it. And it's gradually evolved as I have into um, like slow, sustainable um, in every aspect, um, whether it's the way that you work out or the fabrics that we've used, the way that we work with factories, like everything about it has just become this beautifully sustainable, slow, ethical brand. Um, but I've really had to go on my own journey to get to that point and kind of the business has evolved with me through that. That's amazing. I think, as you alluded to, we go through so many different shifts in life mm -hmm. and I guess what we were maybe into 10 years ago is nothing like what we're into now. I know for myself, it's I'm a completely different person. So if you can evolve your business and adapt it with the person that you're becoming and the, the growth and the developments that you're making as an individual, then you'll be so much more aligned. It, you will feel, feel so much more authentic marketing yourself as a business will just yeah it'll feel so much more real and and in an alignment so that's amazing I can't believe you were in a court case with Robbie Williams I had no idea about that yeah yeah so basically he um he has had a brand he actually went bankrupt um not so long ago but he had a brand called Farrell I think it was just Farrell it was that Farrell something or it was the Farrell that he had an issue with of me yeah. calling my brand Florence Farrell um my name is actually Carly Florence Farrell Arbor so it was my middle name on my birth certificate um and it the name just meant something to me because it was given to me by um grandparents and I just wanted to the brand of my business to mean something not just a random name um and so yeah I was really heart set on having this name and actually what happened was I trademarked the name but then I was so new to business back then I didn't really know much I was just learning as I went along and um you have like six months for somebody to um oppose your trademark yeah. and um during that time because I'd left it quite late and to to trademark because I also didn't know that that was a thing so I learned that along along the way trademarked it and then started straight away with like the website design the branding and all of this stuff and then they, you have six months and one day before the six month mark I got a letter through the post basically saying that um you're not allowed to have the name after I'd spent my money doing all the branding or the website like everything I was just about to go into production so I was like no what have I done what have I done so at that point because I'd already spent money I was like oh I have to I have to go through with this so yeah I kind of um went I I I 
was caught in this like back and forth back and forth and then in the end it was costing me so much money he obviously has a huge legal team and you know I I was a startup I hadn't even sold a product yet made any money um so yeah I had to really learn that was a that was a pivotal point for me to not just learn about you know forward planning in your business but also around being flexible because I was so stuck on this name that it actually ended up costing me a lot of money where if I just pivoted and changed the name at the beginning point when I first got the letter through I would have saved thousands of pounds um but I just marked it as one of those things where it's experience <laughs> you learn um and then you move from there but I actually prefer the name Lenny London um now it has a better ring to it it's more aligned um so yeah it was a and it was a it was an expensive lesson um but a good story to tell absolutely that was sort of my next question was has this been a happy accident I guess in the sense that you're now feeling more aligned you feel like Lenny London is more who you are so yeah would you say that that was definitely an expensive lesson learned but one that you're kind of glad happened in a way I am so glad that it happened um the the main thing that I've taken from it is for me personally it's to not get so attached to things in business and to just let things flow there's going to be so many issues um and when you get stuck it's it can end up costing like it did me a lot of money if you stay stuck and if you're not willing to be flexible um around it and have that fluidity and so for me it was the best thing that could have happened I love the name Lenny London it's so more aligned to who I am and even even in the sense that as I said earlier like I've grown with the business the foundations of what I built Florence Farrell on uh, to begin with was just this older version of me who I don't align with at all anymore um it was a version of me who you know used to um like spend hours in the gym like hating her body and really pushing herself to exhaustion and feeling like she wasn't good enough and had to be um everything for everyone and that that kind of portrayed into the business whereas Lenny London's now all around who I am now and who I've grown into into like loving my body and working out because I love my body and not because I hate it and moving in a way that feels good for me and being really mindful around it and not just having movement as being in the gym but you know walking in nature and um mindfulness practices and you know just really having this whole holistic outlook and it's so interesting to like look at the two names because they are just names but they mean so much to me um and I can when I think of the names that it's literally two completely different people um one who is just so young and um naive I guess in the business world and the other who's learned so much on the journey and yeah there's been so many ups and downs but it's really um made Lenny London what it is today oh that's amazing I think your brand name really does personalize the business you have your your business which is I guess the legal entity but then you have your branding your identity that really 
I guess, humanizes the business and make, and brings a face to that. And I think it really makes it tangible as well. If I'm working with a client and they finally decide their, their name, they're like, okay, this feels real now. This has gone from just a concept or an idea to like a real entity. So yeah, I think that's awesome. So from the rebrand to Lenny London, how did that happen? Did you have to sit down and come up with some new ideas and develop to think of something relatively quickly if you were going into production? Yeah, so at that point, it really just, everything changed. So, um, I mean, when I look back at now at the designs, they was the typical high impact workout designs. Um, so even the logo and everything has completely changed, obviously, because of the name. But I was really stuck on the name for a long time. So the business kind of come to a, a halt whilst I was figuring out and navigating, okay, what can I even call it? What does it even look like going forwards? And during that time I had, um, so I took about a year out and during that time I had a lot going on personally. And so it was kind of, it all, everything happens for a reason and the synchronicities of life all just flow in with your business and your personal life. And what happened was me taking that time out I grew so much personally. I went through huge life-changing events and which shaped me as a person, which I was able to really come into my own and realize like who I am as a person and what it is that I stand for even. And then that kind of portrayed into my business aspect. And that's where Lenny London was born from. And so going back to how I come up with the name. So I really believe, and I know you don't have to have a brand that is personal in the sense that you have to have your face at the at the front of it. You don't have to be the face of your brand um, to make it work. Absolutely not. But for me, it was just, this was a, it wasn't just a business. It was something so personal to me um, that for me, it just had to be that. So anything to do with the brand had to be an extension of who I was and what I wanted to put out in the world, my mission personally, my own values. And so it was really building the brand around my own concept. So a lot of the time when I didn't know what to do or still don't know what to do, I just go back to like, okay, who is it that I am? What is it that I do in my, in my life? And what is it that I want to inspire other people with? And that has really worked for me. And so coming back to the name, I wanted something that represented me, my life or something that was meaningful, not just a random name. And um, so when I was born, my parents didn't find out whether I was going to be a girl or a boy. So they didn't know. Um, my family just had this thing where nobody finds out. It's so annoying. <laughs> like Everyone just loves the surprise in my family. So um yeah, my parents didn't find out. So the name that I was going to be called, because they thought, even though they didn't find out, they thought I was going to be a boy. So they called me, was going to call me Lenny after my um, grandfather, Leonard. So they'd call him Len. And so it was kind of after him. And then when I was born and I was a girl, my dad was like, we can't call her Lenny. Um, that's a boy's name. It's after my grandfather. And my mum was like, no, it will be a cute name for a girl, but they wouldn't have it. So then they chose Carly. So I've always loved the name Lenny because it means a lot. So yeah, when I was trying to think of things, I don't know, it just came to me, um, Lenny. And then it's a London-based brand. Um, so it's like Lenny London. Um, and that's kind of where it was born from, really. 
Oh, that's amazing. I love that story. I think all brand names usually have some sort of background to them. And there's usually that, I guess it's that start with why by Simon Sinek. There's always like a root and going back mm. to what it is that it means to you and what this business, what the driver for this business is in the first place. And I think that's such a, a lovely story. So yeah, so you have your legal battle with Robbie Williams and you rebrand and things feel like they're so much more aligned. They're going in the right direction. You then hit sort of another stumbling block. Could you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? So yeah, and then, so I got back going again, really enthusiastic. Um, I So I self-funded and have still until this point um, self-funded the business um, all throughout. So I've used personal savings um, from my full-time job in investment banking. Any bit of money was always going straight towards my business. Um, so... I then got to the point of where I was rebranding and then going to launch again. So I made all the, I found um, new fabric that really aligned with um, Lenny London of the route that I wanted to take it in. So fully sustainable, I found a factory. It took me two years to actually source this fabric. Um, and everything was just perfect. Like exactly, it couldn't have been better than how I ever could have imagined it and I was just so over the moon by I designed the products all myself um, and it's so exciting as like a small business owner doing everything yourself and just being fully in just every single aspect so when when people are like how do you do everything you just find time because you love it so much. There's like so much passion and so much drive to just like, I would spend every waking day, minute of my day, just on Lenny London, like everything. People thought I was crazy, but it just lit me up inside like you wouldn't believe. And so I was so excited to launch. I um, was waiting on the products to come from my factory. And then, um, so I'd set the um, photo shoot, had everything ready to go I was just waiting on my products to arrive um and they didn't arrive so I uh, I got one box through out of the whole shipment I got one box through um and then the rest didn't come and then a month later one more box came um and it came just it, it was just heartbreaking so it turned up um by UPS delivered and it was just crushed. It had been ripped apart, sellotape back together. I had other companies' products in with my products. Um, my products were damaged, missing. Um, half the boxes hadn't even arrived. So it was just, a, it was any business owner's worst nightmare that could happen. Not just at the fact that, you know, you've spent all of your own money um, even if you had investment, it's not the point, but you know, you've spent all of your own money, your savings, you've put everything into it, literally blood, sweat and tears. And yeah, just, it was just something that I had never, ever thought was even possible. So considering I'd been through a court case before and had setbacks, I just, this wasn't something that I ever thought, I, I knew that you know, shit happens, but I just did not expect this. And it really, really like floored me. 
so I so just in comparison I had not even half of my stock um so UPS lost 30,000 pounds worth um of my stock in my first collection um oh which meant yeah it's a, a hell of a lot of money yeah um so did you have then, any insurance that would cover any of the costs so no and I mean it's a lesson that I've learned now but still I don't think it would have helped because the factory that I used to manufacture the goods um I used a manufacturing service so it was a, a lady who lives in the UK and she represents this um factory in Bulgaria okay I started working with her on, on on my understanding was that she owned the factory. That's what she led me to believe. Um, it since then, um, after all of the events that have happened and, and there's been police involvement, which we can get into after and all of the different investigations that have found out that actually she doesn't own it. She just represents them. So mm -hmm. they're a separate entity, but the service that I paid for included delivery um, and shipment and all of that stuff so that's their responsibility yeah. had I of um organized that all myself that is something that I would have looked into but I just didn't I didn't think I honestly didn't think that there there would ever be an issue with the shipment at all if they've said it's included and you've gone into the expectation of import cost of shipping taxes insurance is all covered you know your shipping terms are often outlined before production's complete and if you go into that thinking awesome like it's covered I pay my final invoice and that's me I'm covered it should land with me and that's great mm -hmm. if you anticipated that was the case and then actually you find later on down the line it's not or things haven't been quite where you wanted them to be I think that would have been yeah you'd be so like incredibly disappointed not just from the costs and the liability with the stock itself but also just the experience and the client relationship that you'd had with mm. the manufacturer and all that kind of stuff so yeah that sounds like intense yeah I mean and yeah complete completely gut-wrenching um yeah. because what I what I've since learned and something that I'm really 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 passionate about is you know working relationships not just working relationships but people in general so I have built my business being sustainable making sure that I work with people who are in alignment with me and have the same values as me and I specifically chose this factory because you know they're a small family-run factory um and you can have that relationship with them. You know that it's not just a big factory in China exploiting people. Like I, I wanted, and I wanted to have those key relationships all throughout my supply chain. And my background is in um, business management. So my background is in operations, processes, supply chains. Like this is my background. So for me, this was something that I just didn't see there being any issues with and something that, you know, I, I truly feel that when you work with people, like you have to have a good relationship with them and that's super key. And like, I, I love connecting with people. I love building friendships. And I, I do generally feel like um, 
like it's a team effort like yeah you're making my products but we're in a collaboration together and I thought we had that I thought we had a good relationship I thought there was this mutual respect on both sides and yeah I came to find find out that you know when something went wrong um they very much ghosted me um so that 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 really had a huge impact because not only was there an issue with UPS at this point, it was now an issue of, you know, my factory has ignored me, my calls, my emails, my texts, everything for four months, and they literally don't want anything to do. So I, it, yeah, I, I, I was literally at a point where I don't know how to move this forward because I don't know what their involvement is to why they would want to start ignoring me. Um, because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Like why, why wouldn't they want to help me? Like out of human decency, why wouldn't you want to help somebody? So I, um, they did submit a claim against UPS. Um, that's the most that they did at the very beginning. And then once things started going, that's when I didn't hear from them again. And so I kind of had to take matters into my own hands um, and kind of, figure out what was going on so doing my own research doing my own investigating figuring out like what who's involved in what where my boxes could even be um, and so it was a huge long process which went on for a year and a half um of yeah. still not hearing anything um all while still I'm, I still had a full-time job at this point so I'm still a full-time job in investment banking which is very stressful very intense in itself on top of that I'm like trying to run Lenny London Um, I, I ended up launching with what I had very limited stock Um, so there was issues around like supply and demand like I didn't have all the sizes I didn't have all the products but you know I just I wanted to launch and get the brand out there. I'd worked so hard on it. I was like, let's just go with what I've got and let, I'll figure it out as I go along. Um, and so I was running it on the side, all whilst trying to chase UPS, still trying to get in contact with the factory. And it was just hitting, um, a door was closing every, every single time. It was just when when you're a business owner on your own it's hard enough um, and what I've really come to realize is that it takes so much strength to be a business owner when you're on your own and it really is important to have such good people around you whether it's and I, I in hindsight I say that now like I thought the relationship was good but but maybe there were things that I I did overlook at the beginning um and so in hindsight, it's easy to say in hindsight, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's so key to have, if it's not working relationships, then a support network around you because you are doing it on your own and it just get, it can get so overwhelming and so much. And there's only so much that somebody can take. And I really learned that lesson the hard way. I mean, I had it then manifested into health issues and, you know, the, the amount of stress that I was under, um, financially and physically and it just completely took a toll um I mean at its worst I was funding the whole of UPS through um everything that I had so my monthly salary was just just 
um, going to fund my business and trying to keep it afloat whilst I was hoping to get my money back from UPS just to like keep it going, ticking away. Um, and at that point I had to move in with a friend. I was living on a friend's sofa um, living out of a suitcase just to try and keep the business going. So I was just trying to do anything I could in order to make this work. And um, yeah, it had like a massive impact on like my mental health. And I'm a holistic health coach. I'm, if there's anyone that knows the tools and the tricks and the techniques, like it's me, but when life hits you and um, there is only so much that you can take, you know, and um, it really come to a head and I really had to um, dig deep into my holistic practices and really um, look at, you know, is this something worth pursuing further? And also how the hell do I get myself out of this situation? Gosh, that sounds so intense. I think just as you say, from the, like the emotional perspective, not just logistical stress and the load of what do I do now? What are my next steps? What, what action do I take on this? But then also the impact it has on your mental and physical well-being to then being on a friend's couch, living out of a suitcase, that just seems like, yeah, like like the whole world was on top of your shoulders. So from there, like how did you how did you move forward? What did that look like? Yeah, so I was on a friend's sofa and then I moved in with family because by this point I was in such a bad place in every which way. I was just completely on the floor, um, brought to my knees. And, you know, it's so hard to have this dream just ripped away from you because I, I felt like I didn't even get a chance to really like it was already taken away from me before I even got to launch. So I was already like struggling before I'd even, um, what, what's meant to be like the most fun time for me was just like the toughest, hardest time. Um, and everything was just crumbling around me. And, you know, it's really hard to show up online and as a business owner, and someone that has to show up and you know be the face I'm the face of the brand and everything that I do is kind of what the brand represents and so for me that was the biggest struggle and so personally I really just needed time to kind of pull myself back together and figure out how the hell am I going to get myself out of this and so I moved in with my sister and um literally just took that time to be with family and have that support the love and just literally be held by family and be in a situation where you know my I have the the most amazing family and I was living in London before so I didn't see them that much um, as much as I'd want to. So at that point I was like, okay, what's more important to me now? It's being around family and it's really like doing what I need to do to get my mental health back. Because if I'm not feeling my best, I'm not gonna be able to show up for even my full-time job, which I was still having to do, plus run a business on the side, plus try and get my money back from UPS. Because every time I was calling them, um, they was just, 
shutting me down saying like stop calling like you're not like enough is enough um and you know to 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 go through that it was just I'd end up in tears after every call like feel hopeless like no one was helping and so I really just got to a point where I was like literally having so many breakdowns (laughs) at my sister's so my sister has an office at the um, back of her house which I was kind of working from and I would just find myself like on a random day at like 2 2 p.m in the afternoon laying on the floor crying my eyes out like what is happening like how have I got to this point in my life and you know I've been through um some rock bottoms one particular um previously which really like I never thought that I would get back into a dark place again and yeah it was just it it wasn't a good time for me and then um you know whilst all this was going on UPS actually at one point did tell me that I would get a refund so they told me I'd get a refund I was over the moon it was like a roller coaster of them just leading me down um you know pillar to post um leading me on as such and um they told me that I would get a refund and then um they said that it had been over 12 months since since the case had been opened and then they was closing it so at this point um I mean there was they they literally wouldn't talk to me on the phone anymore I was hounding them like hounding them um and so I kind of once they said that and they was literally like you need to stop calling so that was that that was probably breaking point for me and then my friend a friend of mine was talking about my brand to somebody and um this is why I just love my friends (laughs) and they was talking about my brand to somebody else and this is how it works right um you have people that just are your biggest supporters these are the people that you need to stay closest around like when I say have the best support it's people that will literally move mountains for you and walk through the depths of darkness with you so yeah one of my friends um she was talking about my brand as she does like literally shouts it from the rooftops to somebody and she is obsessed with the keely hoodie but we've just never had it in her size because that was the main um that box was the main box that got lost and so I I was meant to have like over a hundred I only got sent eight only eight was delivered um and none of them were in her size so that was the one thing that she like really wanted to buy as soon as I launched like Mm um and so I she was talking about my brand and then she googled it to like show a photo um and when she googled it she saw it being sold on eBay so then she looked at eBay and then saw that there was loads of them being sold. And she, so she screenshotted it, sent it to me. And she was like, Carly, I've, and I remember exactly where I was. I was at my sister's. It was a Saturday night, just chilling, watching TV. And I get this message through. And she was like, Carly, your, loads of your hoodies are on being sold on eBay. And then first of all, I thought, cause I like gifted a couple of influencers and things. So I thought, oh, maybe they've like, so they're selling it on reselling it because I know that some people do do that I don't agree with it but I know that they do that and then I've gone on there and when I've looked it had all of the sizes that were in the missing box so I'm like what the hell is going on so we've done our own little investigation and 
know like when girls can just investigate anything oh, yeah. like you could you can find out anything absolutely <laughs> like, you can literally just dig into just know absolutely anything about somebody like I don't know I don't know how it's possible but you can literally find out anything well anyway we've it's like got our, <laughs> it's such a skill yeah. well me and George have literally got in got our skill heads on like investigator heads on and we have literally found the fact the the company selling them got all of their details found like absolutely everything that we needed to do to build this case reached out she was reaching out to the factories um on like this alias account and saying like oh I really love this have you got any other sizes like how many products do you have I'd like like to buy more of them and like just trying to find out more information about what they had and then at the same time I contacted the police and then they started an investigation for theft and fraud um and then that's when they uncovered that my products that UPS had sold my products to an auction house um which they said were lost my products they said that my products had been lost but actually they'd sold them to an auction house um and this company from eBay had bought them from an auction house and was selling them on um is that something that they do regularly with lost stock then um, so what I've uncovered from all of this is that UPS um, do what they like. Yeah. And it's at the detriment, especially to small businesses, because you don't have the money to go up against them. Mm. And, you know, they just don't care. Like the thing is, is that they don't care. So they have in their terms and conditions that after a certain amount of time, which is a very short period, that they can sell them on. Right, it's okay. like knowing you find like the finer details which you would never even look at yeah that's that's where you would find it um and so they they say that they're allowed to do that the exception is that I had a case opened I was actively speaking to them and they knew that I was looking for these um products so it wasn't like I just never opened a case like there was a case open during this time um, which shouldn't have allowed them to go and do that. But, you know, UPS are law unto themselves. And what I've also found out is that they're um, not lost and found as such, but like any missing boxes that aren't delivered, they UPS have like a storage for them, mm-hmm. which is the size of like Heathrow Terminal 5, and nobody really works in there. So if your box is missing or if you have packages or anything missing, it goes to this place. It's that huge and no one is working through those boxes to find. So even if you open a case, there's nobody working through the boxes. So even though I'd opened a case, there was nobody actively looking for my boxes in this warehouse. So how how did they ever expect to give me them back anyway, which means they should have refunded me. so yeah, it just opened up a whole can of worms. But even still to this point, UPS, um, even after all of this, police investigations and all of this stuff, um, they're still refusing to pay out what they owe me. Still to this day? Still to this day, yeah. Wow, that's been an absolute journey. Have you, in your mind, written that off as a significant business expense or are you still fighting this battle and and hoping that one day you will get that money or that stock back 
Yeah, I haven't written it off and I'm not willing to write it off either. Um, purely because it's not just, it is about the money for sure, but it's the injustice of what it is. And it's not just me. So I basically, I, I'm still, a, I'm, I'm not, I haven't exhausted all options and I'm still hitting a brick wall and finding another avenue. Um, so UPS would, would stop answering my emails and stuff and all of this. So I then basically posted a letter of complaint to as part of like my investigation research myself, I found all of the CEOs and the heads of UPS globally posted a letter of complaint on LinkedIn to all of these people and it made some noise and there was like outrage by everybody um, because of the injustice of it. Because, you know, it's not just the fact of losing 30,000 pounds. It's, I was essentially homeless living on a friend's sofa um sleeping on a sofa this I couldn't work for four months um because of health issues due to it from stress and from other things that as a direct impact of all of this and so it's it's not just money now it's like livelihood it's um health it's everything else that has accumulated because of this and i'm just not willing at this point to say you know okay yeah i'll i'll draw a line under it and have it have it as a lesson um and maybe i will get to that point further down the line um but i just haven't reached that yet and you know there's there's always a solution there's Mm. always a solution to everything yeah and you know I I I generally do feel like I haven't given up this point in business in life in every single setback that I've had and this isn't something that I'm just going to give up on now Mm. and so I wrote a letter a complaint to UPS and posted it on LinkedIn and yeah it got it made a lot of noise they then reopened the case um investigated again and they've come back and said that they're still only willing um to pay me very minimal like very very minimal it's like nothing and what's worth saying is that when this company on ebay had my stock i had to rebuy back my stock from them to stop them from selling it so i borrowed money off my family to um buy back my stock so all of this stuff you pay for anyways exactly exactly oh that so um yeah I it, it's just even things like that like that in itself to me is just so outrageous yeah. that UPS have to take some kind of accountability for it because the money that they have said that they will pay doesn't even cover what I've rebought my products back let alone like the products that you've lost damaged and all of everything else that's happened this has been going on since my products were meant to get delivered to me in June 2021 so it's a long time that this has been going on for um and so yeah I'm just not willing to do that and I generally do believe that I will get back what I am owed in some way and that I just have to keep pushing through and keep um, and just keep going and not give up on it. With the level of resilience you've displayed over the course of your journey, I believe that you'll get it back too. It's just a matter of there's always a solution. And and what is that solution? I think 
just as you were saying, there's so much compensation to that. It's not just the stock. It's not just the cost. It's not just the investment. It's your life. It's your livelihood. It's the the times that you had to go through and the emotional toll it took as well. So yeah, that's just an incredible story. And you're so resilient in every stretch of the word. That's absolutely incredible. So I guess where are things at now? You know, you're you're a digital nomad and I live life vicariously through your Instagram. You just look like you're in so, so many amazing places. <laughs> what is that like now? What drove you to go off and travel and live in these beautiful parts of the world? Yeah, so last year, probably after, I don't know, let's say like my fourth or fifth breakdown that I had on this office floor where I was just like, I cannot keep doing this. I really lost sight of my passion for the business, as you can imagine, because it it stopped being fun and exciting because every second of my day was just caught up with chasing UPS and like trying to get this money back and the stress of it. So I then, um, and I was just in such a bad way that I just like, especially mentally, I was just at the bottom. So um, I just decided to go to Bali and, you know, have a break and give myself a bit of rest and just kind of figure things out from there and enjoy life again and just find my own happiness because I, I, I truly think that anything in life isn't worth it if you're not having fun doing it. Mm. And I love Lenny London. Like that hasn't changed. It's just the situation around it that has has impacted my everyday life with Lenny London and like how I can run it and even showing up as a business owner or like getting out of bed every day. So yeah, I decided to get a one-way ticket to Bali with the intention to only go for one or two months. Um unfortunately for my family, they've now figured out that, you know, it's <laughs> I don't know when I'm coming home, don't ask me. <laughs> so I flew to Bali and during that, I have friends that live in Bali and, you know, I went with the sole intention to have as much fun as I can yeah. and really just find my happiness again and find like that spark and get back to myself. And, you know, I did loads of healing work in Bali. It was like the perfect place for me to go and like really work through all the grief that I was going through with like Lenny London and it really like hit me hard with what happened and so I really had to work through that and so from there I ended up being in Bali for four months um and just kept I was just loving life um and I was doing little bits here and there mainly working on the UPS stuff so I just needed that space and the environment to be able to actually get back to myself to be able to work on things because yeah. and I couldn't do that in in London so yeah from Bali I then realized that actually this is a very good environment for me to be in and you know being in the sun and I'm not going to say that I was like really depressed and like things were awful like they were awful and I was in a really bad way but I know myself like what it takes to pull yourself out of a out of a dark place and it's all about environment what and like putting yourself in the best position um to really navigate that process and so for me that's what I found in Bali and so I was like I this I need to stay here 
and until it works for me and then from there I ended up going to the Philippines and just enjoying um, traveling around you know having like once in a lifetime experiences that have just sparked this new lease of life for me and everything that I was missing last year has just come back and more so I've gained so much in the process I'm now in Japan one thing is just leads into the other um I'm still um working so I'm back working again now um I've picked up my holistic health coaching and that is just reignited something within me um especially because I've been on my own journey and so what I'm doing in the coaching world now is kind of um it's just helping other people on the same navigating the journey that I've been through myself um and I've just found my lease for life again so I'm not sure what's happening in terms of UPS Lenny London is still going um but it's going at a rate that you know I can manage now I'm not putting stress on the situation um and I just and spending all my time and energy um doing things that really light me up and I now have the capacity to actually move forward with UPS and figure out how that's going to work whereas before I didn't so now I'm just every single day I'm like okay well if that's a no what's the next avenue because there's going to be that I'm going to get a yes at the end somewhere it's just figuring it out so I'm just taking every day as it comes having as much fun as possible and just enjoying the process whereas before I was just like under this dark cloud um and it was just an all it made the whole process awful and whereas now because I'm enjoying life it's kind of water off the duck, duck's back so when I get an email from UPS instead of being in bed for a week depressed about it and really like going through it now I'm just like okay what's the solution let's find something else so I'm just kind of living my life now in a way that is really helping me um mentally physically emotionally spiritually in every every which way I don't know where I'm going to end up next <laughs> but I'm just enjoying the present moment without worrying too much about the future and what's happened in the past and just living in the moment that's incredible I believe that sense of mental clarity is probably what's given you that new motivation and driving power to take this on and be like I can do this I have the capacity now do you have this I guess great sense of like freedom and autonomy by being able to yeah not really know what's coming next and think you know you're in Japan now I saw recently that you were on like a bit of a retreat and I think you like took a few days off social media like what was that like it seems like you're just living this I guess really intentional free life and it's just yeah it's giving me goosebumps talking about it it's amazing yeah so I do you know what I last year I really during during a moment that I was laying on the floor in the office and I was like uncontrollably crying and I felt like the whole world was on my shoulders nothing would get better I felt like I was like swimming upstream and it was just never ending in that moment I just thought and um, I just thought that you know life there's more to life than this there is more to life than struggling than feeling shitty every day and what can I do what is it that I want to do 
So I felt like I'd almost been pushed into this, you know, having to chase UPS and doing all of these things that, you know, I'd built this business around um, like, and then had a working schedule that I had to meet expectations and all of this other stuff. And I was still in a full-time job. Um, so I left my full-time job just before I came to Bali, um, left for Bali. And I just, at that point, I just decided, okay, what is going to make me happy? And I just thought, I want to live life on my own terms. I want freedom. Mm -hmm. Like, what are my values? So going back to values and kind of how I, um, what's important to me. And my biggest value is, you know, living freedom, living intentionally, living a life of fulfillment. And what does that look like for me? So that looks like living in a warm country, being able to work when I want. And that doesn't mean less hours because I love working. I do, mm -hmm. but it's working on my time. So when I'm in a creative flow, then that's when I'll put in the most hours. And sometimes I'll work crazy hours um, out here. But then the next day I'll go off and go and enjoy it and go lay on a beach the whole day. So I'm not, it's just working with intention and what works for me. And I just wanted to be able to have that freedom to, you know, like do whatever I want to do and really just be open to like what's next and not try and figure everything out. Like I always have and have structure and routine and all of this stuff and just literally have nothing to worry about no stresses, no employees, no employers, like just do everything on my own and kind of figure out again, like what works for me and start back from building the foundations of this, like, a, again, a new version of myself um, into what could it look like if I travel around, which I've always wanted to do and work from a laptop, which I've always wanted to do and go and see the world and, you know, explore and learn. And so part of my own healing journey has always been like learning from different um, cultures and different people. And even with my whole holistic health coaching um, experience, I've really, everything that I've done, I've kind of learned myself. And then I've um, put that into my practices and teach to teach clients and kind of lived and breathed it myself and so I just thought you know I'm going to go on this healing journey and travel the world doing it and kind of see what comes like learn from different cultures and their ways of natural healing with ancient wisdom and try it and test it a bit like you no know, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop where she goes around and she just like tries all of this like sometimes woo woo sometimes scientific yeah. like all of this stuff and just try it and see how it works see myself evolve and then see what I can do with that so that's the journey that I'm on at the moment I don't know where I'm going to go next I mean I wasn't meant to go to the Philippines and I ended up there and then I ended up on this remote island in the Philippines um, swimming with sea turtles I like having the most amazing time living um, sleeping in a tent on the beach literally basic and then I've ended up going from there traveling I then just decided to come to Japan straight from there so traveled 27 hours got to Japan to try and see the cherry blossoms and I'm just on this journey of you know ticking off things on my bucket list having the most fun and just living life without any restrictions and in that process just kind of coming into my own and moving in a way that just really resonates and is in alignment with me and the more that I've done that the more I feel like I show up more authentically online and the way that I work with clients is more 
embodied and I feel like I it just comes natural to me rather than you know with Lenny London and other businesses that I've had because I didn't have the experience in fashion because I didn't have the experience in business as such I was always learning as I went along and it felt hard I I did it but it felt hard whereas this just feels effortless and with ease and I didn't think life or business could ever feel like this I guess it's that old saying of do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life and I mean that's it doesn't always ring true because you know there are going to be days when work is hard even if you love every minute of it but I think if you can find something that absolutely lights your soul up and it feels so connected to who you are and and what you what impact you want to make what what change you want to make I think that's absolutely incredible and yeah I, I love that for you that's just absolutely amazing so I guess a question I have for you to sort of start to wrap things up if you could give any advice to a business owner whether they're in the product-based business space the service-based business space what would that be, you know, just a a small piece of wisdom from your own experiences and and journey? Yeah. Um, I know that's quite a big question to ask. (laughs) That is, that is. Um, I would say because of everything, so I've had two court cases, you know, I've had personal setbacks. I've, I've really overcome a lot and had to really build resilience through every which way of my life if I could give any piece of advice it would always be to you know live in alignment and by that I mean when you are moving from your heart and really doing something that resonates with you and is in an alignment with you you will have the strength to push through because it means so much to you so when people say to me like how are you so resilient in this it's because it means everything to me and everything that I do is so in alignment with who I am that there's no way that I could stop so I think for any business owner yeah product-based service-based do everything from the heart and give it your all never give up on anything um my mum always reminds me um whenever times get really tough she's like Carly you know what there's a there's a solution to every problem and if it you haven't found it yet you just haven't found it yet it will come um and so whether it's setbacks you know whether you're struggling in business financially or you're going through a tough time or you're not getting clients or whatever it is um just keep pushing through and keep staying true to yourself um, and and following what lights you up and keep going down that path because nothing else ever matters. As long as you're happy on the inside and um, living in alignment, everything else works out. Oh, I think that just has to be some of the best advice. I'm a big believer of there's always a solution as well. I say that to my clients all the time, no matter what you're going through, whether it, like you say, it's a setback or a challenge or you're feeling you know, disconnected, there is always a solution. You just, just as you say, you haven't found it yet. So that's amazing. So where can people find you online? Where can people both work from you and buy from you? Yeah, so I am mainly on Instagram at Carly Arbor. And um, I'm then on my business account, which is at Lenny London. And my website is www.lennylondon.com. So you can find me on there. I would love to connect with anyone, um, whether it's through Lenny London 
or through my own personal account. Um, I'm always online, always replying back to messages in my DMs. Um, I love making friends all over the world. I love connecting with people. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so, so much for having me.